Good morning, good morning. It's great to have you here. Can you hear me or is it wrong? Sorry, there we go. Hey, I, uh, you'd act like you think I was the new guy. Hey, listen, I have some friends with me today. Today is officially CR Sunday. Everybody say yay. If you don't know what that is, CR, Celebrate Recovery, and maybe you still don't know what that is, I would like to ask Tony and Tilton to tell you a little bit about it. So, Tony, can you tell us what a little bit about uh, CR is and what that's about? So, um, instead of telling you, I'm just going to show you for uh, lack of time. Uh, there's in your seat backs, there are these cards. tells you specifically day and time. When I first started coming to Celebrate Recovery, I was there to help. I was like, I just, this is a program I really want to get involved with and help with. And little did I know that I needed help too, because I didn't have a struggle. At least that's what I thought when I got there. But you'd be surprised. So if you want to help, come help and help yourself as well. What I love about CR is that you, the, the, the tagline is for people with hurts, habits, and hangups. Aren't you glad that Tony just said that none of y'all qualify? <laughs> right? Here's, because like she said, I mean, there's times when you show up and you're like, hey, I'd like to just come and help these people who need help. And you realize like, hey, I am a people who needs help, right? So Pastor Tilton, what would you say to somebody who's just like that? And they're on the fence going like, yeah, I think someone I know needs help. Maybe I'll show up for them. How much time you got? (laughs) (laughs) Denial is real and it's not a river. And usually we come. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we usually come in, in to celebrate recovery in uh, support for someone. And then we sit down and we listen. And eventually, because of the love of Jesus, we realize, wow, that's me. Mm. I need help. And somewhere along the road to Damascus, Jesus shows up. And that's a powerful moment. That's a powerful moment. But everyone is welcome. Come as you are. You know, I, I first came in the door, I had two beers, and Jesus, if you're real, prove it to me. We all have issues. We do. And if you haven't, uh, if you don't know that, well, come find out. There you go. Well, listen, we want to give you all the time you need, so bless you today. Praise give us God. the word. Thank you. Thank you. Well, welcome to Celebrate Recovery. Aloha! My name's Tilton. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I have a privilege to even be here. You know, God saved my life. Jesus is in my heart. Holy Spirit, I just thank you and have your way. You know, I know this professional woman. She's a mother. She serves the Lord. She's part of Puget Sound Foursquare, and she has a heart for Jesus. And her name is Betsy. And I want her, and she will share a little bit of her story. Amen? Welcome Thanks. her. Thanks, Chelton. Hi, my name is Betsy, and I am an extremely grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I started with CR in 2008 when Trinity Church decided to start a CR program. And I've been with them ever since. When I started, like Tony and like a lot of people, I thought I was doing it to help others. I felt I was doing pretty well personally without any major hurts, habits, or hang-ups. Not smart. Less than two years later, my life fell apart. It absolutely blew up. 
I was divorced, bankrupt, full of guilt and shame, and felt totally lost. And I was so tired. My CR Forever family walked me through this pain and helped me heal and grow. Through working the 12 steps, I learned how codependency and toxic self-image had been interfering with my walk with Jesus and with my walk with my family and friends. I realized that I am broken and that that's okay. That was my biggest fear, that people would realize I was broken. I realized we're all broken, but God loves us just as we are. Romans 3:23 For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of the Lord, and all are justified freely by his grace through redemption that came from Jesus. Then one of my life verses is Romans 8:38 to 39 For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities, neither present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. I hope you'll come see us on Fridays. That was awesome. And I know you can clap louder than that. You should give Betsy another hand. It takes courage to be up here. Come on. You know, the context of my message is, you know, that we all need healing. We all need healing. And if that's the case, if everybody needs Jesus, then everybody needs recovery. Can I get amen? amen. Yes. And so being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, Philippians 1.6. Until that day. Is that day here? It continues. It continues. <clears throat> Thank you, Betsy. You know, it, it doesn't matter what side of the track, you know, we come from, where we study, how closely we follow the rules set down by man. If we aren't changed by the power of God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that washes us clean by his blood, it doesn't matter. You know, we are nothing. We are less than nothing. That's what Paul said. You know, it is the only daily relationship with our Creator that we can find the grace to do things right. That's the only way. Let's pray. Abba, Father, we come for you here before you today. We surrender our hearts, Father God. We thank you for celebrate recovery. We thank you for you, Father God, because you are our healer, wanting to heal our hearts, our minds, and our souls. We surrender all today, Father God. And I pray, Father God, that each and every year that's here and out in our cyber world, welcome home. Welcome forever, family. And that's what this is. We are a family that needs to be bound together in support, in love, because of you, Lord. Jesus' name. Amen. You know, some of life's problems are so big, you know, that the Bible, praying, 
going to church, you know, just talking to friends and seeking out the answers. It's just not enough. It's not. You know, there are issues when the missing piece is actually recovery. What? Stay with me. Recovery just means returning to a normal state. Returning to a normal state. And it's not the 51st state. Okay? This is where we relate well with others. You are in the right place with God. And life is not in a crisis mode. Returning to its normal state. This recovery is not not just for alcohol, drugs, or sexual addiction. How about this? But it's also for isolation, burnout, guilt, self-doubt, and relationships. How many are in a relationship? The good news is that these things can be different. All these things. Jesus died to transform you. God created a process for recovery that we all need. And here is the fourth essential element to recovery. Admit that you struggle. Number two, find a no judgment allowed setting. Deal with the bad fruit. And here's the big one. Heal the root. Heal the root. Proverbs 20, verse 5 says this, and he teaches us. The purpose of man's heart, our heart, are deep waters. But one who has insight draws them out. God uses people to be in your life and to be used by God to draw from your heart. That's what Silver Recovery does. That's what Silver Recovery does. That deep waters is like hearing what they're not seeing. Hearing what they're not seeing. A wise person helps someone who has deep waters. He helps them draw out whatever is inside of them and brings them to relationship. To bring to relationship. Let me tell you a little bit about this because it, it, it connects. It's called a grief process and it itself is probably worth explaining. The process is what you focus on. If we've never been through a serious grief process, it's like waves of an ocean. It can be intense. It can be strong. It can subside. It can get small. You can get gentle. But here's the thing. You can't control the waves. What do I do? You know, as a surfer, we learn to study the waves. We study the currents. And then we go with it. You cannot cannot control the grief process. The grief cannot be told when to hit. The grief cannot be told when to stop. It's a wave. 
God has a process <clears throat> of healing. But in that healing, he helps us adapt to the waves. And then we receive his comfort. The comfort of the Lord. The comfort of the Bible. The comfort from God's people. And in God's process, things begin to resolve. And the wave starts to resolve. We may not know when someone is in a grief process. So what's the good question to ask anyone? How about, how are you doing? Sincerely, with empathy, how are you doing? A lot of times we go through life and we say, how are you doing? Oh, fine. And we keep on moving on. Really? Are you really fine? How are you doing? See, this is a very difficult example of reality. And we're going to talk about it. Before the tragedy of this, life doesn't always work out right. It doesn't. Life doesn't always turn out in the way we want it to be. Things go wrong, right? Unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. It can be painful. We can have losses. We can have failures. We can have conflicts. And then we can ask, why? People have marriage problems, dating problems, financial problems, job issues, economic problems, health issues, parental struggles. Some of us had a hard time trusting others. In a lot of ways, life doesn't work right. Even an addiction that is destroying you from the inside, life doesn't go right sometimes. God sees the human race and in his heart is the deepest part of God. He is a healer. God wants to heal. God wants to heal. He designed things so that he could heal. Psalms 147.3 says this. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. God is actively in the process of looking down at us, being with us, being with us, and binding up all things that happen when life doesn't go right. We all know that there are certain things that we do when life doesn't go right. Certain disciplines that we do, certain activities we can do. We pray, we ask God for guidance, for direction, support, when we come to church, we get the knowledge. We look for information. We worship. We listen. We talk to friends. All of this is necessary. But here's the problem. The problem is there is another piece that God provided. When life doesn't work right. And often we miss this piece. Because we're in chaos. We're in crisis mode. This piece, as I call it, the missing piece for many people in their lives, is called recovery. 
recovery. What a kind of strange of a word, yeah? Recovery? I don't need recovery. We don't really know what that means. But there's a very simple definition for it. <clears throat> Get this. Recovery means to return something to its normal state. Returning something to its normal state. How many normal in here? Don't raise, don't raise your hand. Okay? <clears throat> don't raise your hand. That means free from mental and emotional unresolves. Because there is a place that God created, and it's called normal. Oh, what is normal? Right? Normal. Normal state. Again, it's not the 51st state. Yeah? <laughs> it's not perfect. It's not perfect. But it's normal. This is a place where life is pretty well. It's, my relationships are going great. Going great. You know, I feel good and I'm doing something meaningful. The things are okay right now. The recovery process is designed to bring you from damage to normal. Damage to normal. There's a misconception to the word recovery, though. That's for the person next door, the addicts. That's for, um, you know, Auntie. Uh, she kind of she drinks too much, you know. And um, uh, we only invite her to Thanksgiving Day, you know. Um, see, there's a lot of things that we do. And they, this kind of thing is called marginalization. Marginalization, excuse me. I'm kind of speaking in tongues. And it, <clears throat> praise God. <clears throat> okay, marginalization of the word recovery. Don't do that. Because it's not true at all. It's not. Recovery is much, much broader than addiction, much broader than alcoholism. Some of us need recovery from burnout because we're on the edge. Some of us have lost our energy. Some of us are recovering from isolation, the pandemic, because you can't open up and trust anybody. Some of us need to recover from that critical voice. I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. Some of us need to recover, recover from self-doubt. Some of us don't understand it, the generational patterns that's in our family. It's affecting my family today. The human race is basically in recovery. All of us. Praise God. That's something to smile about. Something to say, thank you, Jesus. I'm in recovery. Not to be ashamed of. Not to be ashamed of. Because why? Jesus died to restore us. Amen? You believe that? You live that? Live that. Live that. See, what I want us to do is, I'm going to challenge you folks, 
to think of yourself as a person who needs to get in some kind of recovery to get to the normal state. And you can't take an RV to get there. Get to a normal state. It's an essential part of the church. Why? Because it's spiritual maturity. That's the recovery process. And we need to look at where does it fit, right? Where does it fit? Well, it's essential, you know, and part of this is about this. Finding out our issues and your hurts and your habits and your hang-ups and taking care of them. This is also part of discipleship. Some people have a hard time with this concept, issues. Yeah, they'll say, I have my issue. And they're sitting right next to me. I might have destroyed somebody's marriage. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, let me get back. (laughs) Praise God. See, the, the, the piece about it is you can laugh about it. And realize you do have issues. Who doesn't? You know. The real issue is not the person next to you. The real issue is a relationship problem. The issue of something flawed in my character I don't recognize. And because we can always go... You know, the next person next to you going to look, why did you pick that person? You know, it's like, mm, we do this. Yeah, we do this. And you got three fingers pointing back at you. Let me tell you, once you, the, once you get into this process of recovery, there's a place that's non-judgmental, and it's called celebrate recovery. Non-judgmental, celebrate recovery. CR was started and founded by uh, John and Cheryl Breaker, you know, years ago at Saddleback Church. It was endorsed by Rick Warren. And you know what the beauty is? And it's endorsed here by Pastor Lance and Polly. Praise God. Give them a hand. Yes. And that's, and that's an essential part of the DNA of Celebrate Recovery. You know, because today... I kind of Googled it. It's in 37,000 churches around the world. It works. It works. One person, one step at a time, millions of people have found freedom to celebrate recovery. It's the very heart of spiritual maturity. The very heart. Like David, at the heart after God. Spiritual maturity is just that, to get to that place so we can get there. It's been so so successful that they created a movie in 2013. It's called Home Run. How many heard of that show? Yeah, it's about a professional baseball player who goes through, and he's an addict. He, he's an alcoholic. He has rage. He has anger. He goes through things. He has a family. It's real. It's not a Hallmark movie, which we all like, <laughs> except Pastor Steve. Where is he? Anyway, <clears throat> change the subject. 
We've got a group for that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the human race has a disease. The dis-ease, which means I don't want to look at myself because it's very painful. So what we do as humans is what they call a game face. We put on a game face. The game face is pretending like everyone is okay so you don't feel inferior to judgment or by anybody else. Game face. The game face is actually saying, I'm in denial. I'm in denial. I'm worried about my job, my home, my marriage is struggling, my kids are smoking dope, all of this. When we go to another person and we say, how are you doing? Fine. Fine. How are you doing? How are you doing today? You know, some of the first things we do when we put the game face on and not realize it doesn't work. The reality is we're going to have struggles and we're going and things aren't going to change. Life may be good now. Things change. That's a fact of life. Let's go to the second stage here. The stage after the game face and that is called blame. Blame. I'll be okay if I wasn't, if it wasn't for you and what you did, you. I'm not understood. I'm not respected. I'm not affirmed. I'm being treated badly. We sort of jockey between game face and blame in our mind. Round and round and round and round. I kind of get dizzy. I cannot handle that. <laughs> I get, ooh. <clears throat> it's just the human condition. I do it, you do it. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. That's just the human condition. Nothing really happens in terms of getting rid of pain unless I say, I've got something that hurts. It's part of me. Guess what? It's me. It's me. There's something broken in me. Here's why. James 3.2 says this. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. And able to keep their whole body in check. Who's perfect in here? Don't raise your hand. <clears throat> yeah. Right. You know, we may need an intervention. <laughs> oh, praise God. <clears throat> We're going to feel stuck in hot unhappiness and frustration until one can own up that there is something wrong going on inside of me. And it ain't butterflies. It may be that 
you're the you're that ten percent, you know, that are without struggles, you know, without issues. And everybody that ninety percent is wrong. You know, I've got to admit I struggle, then all of a sudden you're in God's recovery program. See, we, once that happens, we enter into the gates and his recovery plan for humanity. He's the healer. He wants to heal. Are you in that place? The second part is this. Once you've done that and you come to a place where you need to look for and no judgment no judgment allowed setting. No judgment allowed setting means this. There's no condemnation, no judgment or guilt or shame. When I go into a room, there are people and there and there's judging people. You know what I do? I pretend. I pretend. I don't tell the truth about who I really am because I cannot tolerate very long people who are judgmental and my shame because I'm prideful. You've got to find a place where there's a lot of grace, there's a lot of truth, but there's not one bit of anybody saying that I'll judge you. You should be ashamed. There's none of that. That should have ended at the cross. And you got to be around people non-judging excuse me, I'm speaking in tongues again. Non-judging sorts of people. Not only that. Not only that, it's got to have people. (laughs) It's got to have people. It's got to be with people who are the right people. Get this. Let me talk about that. See, most of our problems start in relationships. Relationships with someone significant. Mom, dad, coaches, teachers. Our spouse, generational past, people at school, people in our careers. Here's a biggie. God's program is that whatever was damaged in relationship has got to be fixed in relationship. Has got to be recovered in relationship. You get that? You can't do it alone. So there's got to be people around you. Accountability, trusted, non-judgmental people, no untamed tongue, no pride, no selfishness, non-judgmental setting. Here's the hard news. Where we are right now is the worship center. Get this. 
it isn't enough. It isn't. And don't get me wrong, I get it. Okay? I want to just go to church, I want to go to Costco, and I want to go watch the football game. <laughs> There's some people who, just, who can cheer louder for the football game than they do for God's glory. It's a deer in headlights moment. It takes courage to step into a setting of all newcomers. You don't know what to expect. That's why we have greeters at the front door, and they're so important. Because they make you feel wanted. Welcome home. Welcome forever family. No judgment. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Stepping into a small group is not easy. You know, the, and we struggle. Sometimes we don't speak at all. And the leader will say, don't give up. Great job. Thank you for showing up. <clears throat> Let me make a point about this. The real world that we live in your struggle, your issue, you disqualifies you from a seat at our table. Disqualifies you. Your habit, your attitude, your feelings, your relationship disqualifies you from being around the people who have it all together. How many have it all together? You know why? Because it reminds you of somebody like yourself. God's recovery world is just the opposite. God's recovery world, your issue and your membership card to belong. It's your membership card to belong to the healing team. The team of humble thyself. A place of surrender. then it will take care of the bad fruit. And once we recognize what the bad fruit is, we can deal with the bad root. How many know you got a bad root? I can give you an example of that. But as I, you know, as I close, there's things that we need to deal with in our life. How many know we all have issues? We're all in recovery. Praise God. Because He wants to heal us and He wants to bring us back to a normal state where He can and we can begin so that He can fill us up. Holy Spirit is in us. Can you hear that Spirit? Do you listen to that Spirit? Do you operate in that Spirit? I struggle. I try to stay in that place. But that's a place that God wants us to be so the world can see. I got issues. How much time you got? How you doing? Because I want to love on you. Jesus wants to love on you. So as I close and I pray, God help us to face 
this world with my issues. God, help me to be honest, vulnerable, in a place where you can transform me and restore me. I pray these things for each and every one of us here and those in Cyberland that Jesus will touch your heart so we can be in the process in God's recovery program. In Jesus' name, amen. So good. Thank you. It's awesome. Pastor Tilton, I, I just want to tell you how thankful I am for you. Um, I, the courage that you have to walk through recovery in people's lives, it's, it's amazing. So thank you. I want to challenge you here today. If at any point you're like, gosh, you know what? I, I think I might have a problem. I think I need some help. I think I just need to sit and talk. I want you to know on Friday nights at 6.30 right here in your church, sitting right here, you can come and you can sit here and do nothing. Just sit. Come here a little earlier and eat dinner and just sit and just be a part. And here's what you're going to find. You're going to find you. In this room, there are those who are professionals, those who, uh, and it's an anonymous group, so you don't have to say anything. You just be here. There are people who have own businesses. There are people with children, without children. There are people with uh, difficult decisions they've made and repercussions of them. They're just, in the room, they're just people. I just want to challenge you if at any point you're like, hey, look, I want to come be a part of something that I can feel like I'm safe in at home. This is the great place. Amen. Thank you so much for your word. It was awesome. And Bessie, thank you so much for your word. Encouraging. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? God bless you today. Listen, before you go, will you turn and give someone a hug? And again, thank you so much for being here. Be blessed. God bless you.